I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Listening, Ned uh, is a, is staunchly uh, no pre-wash. Oh, I used to be for the dishwasher. Yeah. Well, now that our dishes don't get clean anymore. Yeah, yeah. Then it broke our dishwasher. So, jokes on me. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Shouldn't have trusted a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> <laughs> Journalistic standards. Anyways, uh, there we were at the beach. I see you walking from far away, and then I'm like, where is Wesley? And then I see him. He is wearing a fully, like, 1920s blue striped swimsuit with a face smeared full of blue (laughs) ice cream. We went to the beach this weekend and got ice cream, as one does, and the child is now big enough to hold a Big ass cone of ice cream himself, <laughs> and he's so proud that he's eating it himself. But like, it seriously, he had like a blue goatee, just like he did, just like smearing it around his face. Well, the the funniest thing is when we went to go pick out the ice cream. Uh, I you know, there's all the normal flavors like uh, cookies and cream, mm-hmm, right. vanilla, chocolate, and then they have one like seriously highlighter colored. Uh, ice cream. Yeah. It was just called blue. It was just called blue. <laughs> Wesley <laughs> said, I want blue. blue. <laughs> of course he wanted blue. And I didn't put two and two together. He had green poop for like three days. Yeah. And then I finally was like, oh. I, th- I don't know what like color wheel type of stuff was going on there. Like brown plus blue equals green. It was probably just like, you know, blue 32, you know, it was mm-hmm. like whatever the food coloring was Red in there. Red dye number five. Yeah, you were out like deep Googling, what is wrong with my son's green poop? Yeah, I was I was Googling like, what is wrong with my child? What have I done mm-hmm. that has given him this green poop? And everything online said that it was probably like leafy greens. And I was like, I'm such a good parent. And then I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> oh, right. no, I'm oh, not. No, I gave him blue ice yeah. cream two days in a row. It's like you were wondering why on the drive back from the beach, he was like, <laughs> just kicking everything. Yes. Welcome to Baby Steps. Ariel is 32 weeks pregnant now. I am. We're getting down to it. We are getting down to it. Ariel, let me read you some facts about your baby. Okay. Your baby. I like that you're calling it my baby, as if you have no part in this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, I, I'm just, I'm just here for a, a, like a, a sacrum massage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> we took this birthing class, and they're like, pregnant women like it when you massage their pregnant sacrum. Pregnant women <laughs> love it when you massage their sacrum, it's and like then did it. And I was back. like, don't touch me. <laughs> That feels weird. I don't like that. Anyways, your baby is as big as a cantaloupe. Cantaloupe, a little one? That makes sense. I mean, you've got like a little... 
Yeah, a little small, small volleyball. Yeah, a child-sized volleyball. child-sized volleyball, a little cantaloupe going on. What else? Uh, baby organs are fully formed. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I've actually heard that uh, when babies are born, you know, so this is like third trimester, uh, but if babies are born right now, they're they're obviously preterm, mm-hmm. and their lungs aren't fully developed. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't finish reading the sentence. Baby's organs are fully formed except for the lungs. Oh, oh great. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. I'm, but her chances... I'm glad that, that you, you are reading the full sentences. Just the cliff notes, you know. Uh-huh. I, I don't want to uh, plagiarize what to expect 32 weeks, um, but I am heavily using them. So thank you, what to expect. Um, uh, but the chances for survival are really good. <laughs> the fact that you use the word survival... Uh, it just made it very real yeah. to me. I don't know that, uh, you know, you you could have said like the chances for thriving mm. or that's, you know, the chances for uh, having a healthy yeah. baby. Yeah. It's like chances they're, they're for survival. Good. It's like, are we sending our baby is out into the woods? In the 1700s? And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. That is pretty real. No, you're right. You're right. Yes. Uh, babies born at 32 weeks usually have a, a pretty good stay in the NICU, mm-hmm. but uh but they are healthy, healthy kiddos. And that is what we're going to be talking about today is our birth story part two. Right. What happens after the baby is born? <laughs> well, where do we leave off? Well, we also have a couple of uh, your stories, that the yeah. audience that you can look forward to. And a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. So thanks for leaving those five-star reviews and writing your stories in. We're going to read a couple today. Yeah. So we left off... The baby was born on your chest, skin to skin. Poop everywhere. Poop everywhere. (laughs) Specifically meconium, which is like tar. Mm -hmm. It took, I don't think I took a shower for like two or three days. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I just didn't think about it. No, you had to have. No, I just didn't think about it. I like wiped it off. Oh, wow. But, you know, like here I am, like... A new, I don't think I took sure. a shower until Wes got a bath. Yeah. So Wes still had like crusty blood in his hair. I thought that, that's very real. Wow. Wes Survival like, and crusty blood. Wes still had like crusty blood in his hair. And I still had probably poop on my chest for like two <laughs> or three days. I was just so tired. I think I yeah. like slept, breastfed, slept. Well, and also we were coming, it's like the labor started it midnight right exactly so we basically pulled an all-nighter yeah then you're pulling another all-nighter and a third all-nighter and then by that point you're in a very weird state you're in a fugue state i probably took i probably took a shower the next day yeah. i probably took a shower like 24 hours later you know because like by the time that you okay so so basically we had the baby we uh i i'm exhausted but he, you know happy Holding mm-hmm. our our beautiful baby boy. Yeah, uh, that was like the nice moment. Yes, yes. And, and then and he latched onto your tete. <laughs> there yeah. were there were some wonderful. Uh, the hospital that we were at had um, like lactation consultants right. who were in the room when I had like when I had Wes. And didn't they give you a compliment like, "Oh, you're a you're a, a strong squirter." <laughs> 
like, what? No, they definitely did not say that I was a strong squirter. Yeah, but like I'm it was paraphrasing. It was something much like warmer. Yeah. Where like where they were like, oh, you're, a, you're like, you're already a gentle producing or something. Uh, no. Right. It was. It, yes, I did get a compliment because uh, I was already producing uh, the um, pre, you know, the the like really thick stuff that you're that that you're supposed to get like right after labor. Right, the good stuff. What's it called? It's like high colostrum. Colostrum. Yeah. I, so we chose to breastfeed breastfeed Wes, and uh, and yeah, and so I was al- already producing some colostrum, and he was able to latch, even though he was very small, which that is generally a problem with um, with small babies. You know, Wes was only five pounds, 13 ounces. And uh, um, usually with like babies that are quite small, they have trouble latching mm. because their faces just aren't big enough, oh. I think. Wow. I, I assume that's the problem. Maybe maybe they just, maybe they have like underdeveloped mouth muscles or something, but I just assumed that he his mouth was just too small. <laughs> just too big. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah. And so that was good. And then they, you know, they kind of moved us along and put us in a, uh, put me, us, I guess I had Wes, so us, in a wheelchair. And they were like, okay, we're mm-hmm. going to take you to, you know, postpartum, like the, yep. the, the recovery area. Right. Um, and and I got to have my skin to skin time too. That's right. All ripped of our, off my shirt. All of our pictures of Ned with Wes in those first few moments. Ned is not wearing any clothes. <laughs> That's pretty. It's really funny. <laughs> Mike, do you need to take my pants off too? Yeah, do, no. I, no. Do, no. I, I can take off all my clothes off? right now. You sure? I'll, I'll take off all my clothes right now. There we don't was, need skin to skin on the thighs. <laughs> it's like a sofa. I, I'll do it. There was a sofa <laughs> in the delivery room, and Ned. <laughs> It's just laying there. Like, you could have been buck-ass naked and with been. the baby on Wish your I had chair. been. <laughs> <laughs> with the baby on your chest. Uh, yeah, you were you were pretty happy about that. Um, so that was good. Yeah, and then, and yeah. so, yeah, so they, then, then they wheeled us to postpartum. I did snap a picture of the, like, labor bed mm-hmm. before we left, which was just a disaster. Oh, I don't want to see that picture. You've seen it, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah don't yeah. want to see it again. No, don't want to see it again. <laughs> and it looked like the end of a horror scene. I did a little bit. Yeah. Just like blood and fluid everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like pillows and uh, sheets. I don't even know why they give you pillows and sheets. Well, actually, I did appreciate the Be pillows and sheets. Yeah. I remember you were you were very pre- like some of the I think it was the doctor or someone that said you had very minimal tearing and you were like I had very minimal tearing. I did have very <laughs> like, minimal I am tearing. Very proud of that. Fact. I know. Yeah. I gosh. I almost didn't remember that it because still means like a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because like basically after labor, you know, they sort of whisk like you, you you get to hold the baby. And so I think I was holding Wes and then my wonderful doctor, Sarah, uh, is she, you know, she's like going to work. <laughs> she, do, 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 do. She's like, OK, I'm just going to numb it real quick. And da, 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 da. and I'm like, I don't even care. <laughs> You're like, I don't even, I don't even care. I don't care what's happening. I'm down fine. There. I'm fine. <laughs> and then 12 hours later, you're like, holy fuck, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So then we got to post the recovery mm-hmm. area. They gave you panties with ice in them. Yeah. I, I mean, they're not exactly panties, they're like mesh. Yeah. It's uh, really just a device. Around to your hold crotch ice. for holding ice, yeah, yeah. 
like what a stripper would wear, but for ice. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine a stripper <laughs> in those panties that they give you at the at the hospital? Well, now I can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- they're certainly easier. <laughs> just with ice just <laughs> Like somebody's very into that. <laughs> She's just handing out ice. <laughs> Here's some for your drink. Here's some for your drink. <laughs> um, fascinating. That that would be a really interesting fantasy. Mm. Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So I thought we were just gonna kind of leave the next day or something. Right. It was kind of shocking to me that it was a three day affair. I mean, I two wasn't or ready three to days. go home. I was right. not ready to go home. So now I, I like, get it. Like you trust me to take care of this right. this child? I wouldn't. I'd be there for like a week. The, the nurses were like showing us how to swaddle and I remember you but both of us were just like oh I think I forget how to swaddle can you do it again wait no you just mentioned that and I was like it's something about triangles and oh, no, corners you don't remember it's something like triangle triangle corner flip twist Oh like, no! We gotta, we're gonna have to watch a YouTube video. Oh or no! I'm not prepared to be a dad again. Oh no! Oh, oh, oh. What are we doing? You know what I realized the other day is I don't remember. This is supposed to be an advice podcast. <laughs> I guess it's also a comedy podcast. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, what I didn't remember, I realized the other day that I was like, how much do newborns sleep? Yeah. Like, yeah. Should I wait? Like, what? Like a little? You said something like, oh, yeah, remember when we did like shifts? Like you go to bed at eight and then wake up at two? And I was like, oh no. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> Daddy does not want to go to bed at eight and wake up at two. <laughs> Very few people want to do that. <laughs> it's true. So that we could each get six hours of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So right. then. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah. And then wake up at two. Mm-hmm. And then uh and then I would sleep from two to eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we would both be awake during the day. Right. Take or, a hard nap. At least try to be awake during the day. Mm-hmm. Although I would say that the best part of I mean the, the the part that I remember and the part that I'm looking forward to is napping with a baby yes. on your chest. That was pretty special. But we have a toddler now, mm-hmm. and that may not oh, happen yeah, in that's exactly true. the way that we are Only expecting. one of us can nap with the baby on our chest. <laughs> the other person <laughs> has to. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
take care. This morning he wanted to do artwork, which was uh, painting the floor. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that's delightful. Yeah, I tried to redirect it towards the paper. Uh huh. There's uh-huh. a little bit of floor painting going on. Anyways, we were there in the hospital for a couple of days, learning how to swaddle, learning how to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. Wes was Wes was uh, fine. Yeah, there was you know, so he didn't immediately have to go anywhere. It we was were- actually pretty pretty normal it was you know he was early but we were just having like checking off all the boxes yeah he he went through all of his tests and you know just going through the the hearing tests and the and the seeing tests and all the different things and mm-hmm. they were like great 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 i loved the nurses there was this one redheaded nurse who was so sweet and she was really good at swaddling and so i would always be like can you can you can you swaddle him? Can you swaddle him? Can you swaddle like, him? It's like really good when you do. But you know, he he was like in the little bassinet next to me and I had the I had my my hospital bed and we did not bring anything to the hospital really uh because we didn't know what to pack the night before we mm-hmm. left. Um I think I had to ask for a toothbrush. Yeah. Uh the only thing that we packed was snacks. Goldfish, yeah. Yeah. Really need some toothbrushing to bounce. Yeah, it out. We, so I had to ask for a toothbrush. You know, a lot of people in actually in the next episode we'll talk a little bit about uh, like what to pack in a hospital bag mm-hmm. because I think this time we will pack a hospital yeah, we bag. We need to do like a, the stuff episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. What stuff do you need? What stuff do you need? What stuff do you not? Do you need? really not need? Well, clearly you don't actually need anything because we didn't have anything. We'll rate everything by like it, love it, and gotta have it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like didn't end up taking a shower until the next day. And I remember that shower was pretty rough. Like I I sort of stood there in the shower and it's like the first time standing yeah. for, you know, at least 48 hours or something like that. And, uh, you know, sort of washing the the sweat and the blood and the poop. Really quite a graphic experience. It, well, yeah. And and like you're in a hospital shower stall, which yeah. I'm sure you can imagine. You've been in hospital shower stalls before. Yeah. I mean, it's just a stall with like a nylon sheet covering the thing, and you're just like. Uh, but the nice thing is, they often have a little handle attachment. I don't think this one did. It was oh, like no, really? it was like one of those ones that at like a campsite. Oh, I, know. I like the hospital shower stalls with the handle because then the handle. you can you know say. So you have a catastrophic knee injury, you're sitting down, putting your knee out, then you just like, tsh, like put it all over your head, you yeah. can like move it around. I do remember it being like a very warm experience. And uh, yeah, and so they, you know, they, they gave me like the medical grade shampoos and all that sort of stuff. And I was just very thankful to have a shower, yeah. <laughs> to have something, <laughs> you know? I don't even think I used the shampoo. I think I just like rinsed. Was, and was there like, like, healing cream there was or there was healing happening i first i had to wash it uh-huh. you know and so that was that was a struggle um you know because i did have i had like stitches and and so you know washing it you get these like peri bottles which are bottles that when you pee you, you hold them upside down and you can spray them um just for like cleaning because mm-hmm. you don't want to you don't want to Right, you you're, you you don't want to wipe with toilet paper that, because right. you have you basically have an open wound, have wound. on your vagina. I remember they did a bunch of checks on Wes that you know made sure he had ten fingers, ten whole ten toes, uh-huh, uh, but uh-huh. then they also made sure that he had a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember like, that. The nurse is like like 
prying apart his butt cheeks. I'm like, hmm, what, what, what's that for? <laughs> did, you, did you actually ask? Yeah. He said, what are you looking for? Like, what, what is, what, what's going on what there? And she was like, I'm just looking at his butthole. I was like, why? And she was like, oh, you know, to, to make sure he has one. I'm like, hmm, yeah, cool. oh, that, that does make sense. I, I guess like, that checks you know. out. Cool. Like, and does the- he? And, and how is it? She's like, good. It is present. <laughs> it checks off the box. Okay. It, that's important. You know? I do kind of wonder what their like checklist looks like. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ten fingers, ten toes. Has butthole. Has butthole. <laughs> no tail. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, so we get everything done. We've got nine out of our 10 checkboxes, but the last checkbox mm-hmm. is something called the car seat test. Which uh, not everybody has to do. You only have to, we found this out later, that you only have to do this in California if your baby's under six pounds. And it's a test designed to make sure that you can safely transport them home from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, say you're stuck in traffic. Uh, you're on the highway, you can't pull off. Yep. If the baby starts crying, if they're small, you know, maybe they get tired out, they can't hold their head up, uh-huh. and then they start losing oxygen. Very bad. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, the test is, like, pretty extreme. It's, it's a 90-minute 90 90 long test, and you're not allowed to, like... With a newborn Intervene. It, well, you actually can touch the baby, but... Uh, we, it's like you're not allowed to give them milk or something, you, right? You can even give them milk. Oh, really? Yeah. Then but why did we... Because our, our baby was doing great and nobody warned us mm. that like this was a, a thing that could happen, mm-hmm. you know? like Because at this point, we've bathed, we've been there for three days. I even had... took one trip to load up the car, yeah. so the car is half full. Ned took the bouncy ball to the car mm-hmm. because we no longer Very needed important. it. And... Uh, and we fi- and my parents went out and bought a car seat for us. They brought it in so that we could take him home. Mm-hmm. And and so the nurse comes in and she says, "Okay, well, you know, before you leave, we just have to do this quick car seat test." And I was like, "Great, okay, well, um, I'm I, I'm just gonna pop in the shower while while you're like, you know, doing that because they were gonna take Wes to the nursery and do the test there." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Cool, okay, well, um, yeah, just bring it back when you're done." And so then I go, you know, after the test had been going and I figured, oh, okay, this is just how it goes. They take him somewhere else and that's what happens. Uh, But, you know, he started he started fussing because he's three days old and hasn't been fed in probably you yeah. know, it's a ninety-minute long hours. test. He's like, he's only awake for <laughs> like ninety minutes at a time. Anyways, I walk in like, hey, the test is about done. I should pick up that baby and get to going. And I walk in and they say, oh, I'm sorry, he failed the test. I was like, what? Sorry, what? They're like, yeah, it's, uh, he started crying and his oxygen levels dropped. I was like, what? And then I see them take the baby, put him on a little carrier, cover him with a glass box. And I'm like, no, not, not the glass box. Not the glass box. <laughs> and, I, and they're like, yeah, he has to go to the NICU now. I was like, what? You, what? I mean, this was all, I'm it kind all? of making it sound 
funny, but it was really not funny. It all happened really fast. And it felt like he was just being whisked away. And it was really scary because they, you know, they told us, oh, his oxygen level. Well, so we kind of walked in right when they were taking him out of the car seat and putting him in the box. Mm. These like <laughs> these NICU boxes of of like, you know, the, the, with the holes yeah, where you can touch like them and all that kind of stuff. A bed with a kind of plexiglass thing. I guess they do that so that they're safe from germs. I Yeah, or safe or, from people touching them or I don't know. Um, but yeah, so we both kind of walked in right when that was happening and we were like, what is going on? I... It, what what's happening and the nurses are like his oxygen levels are dropping you know basically it felt like an emergency situation where we i was i was angry um when i saw what was happening i was like what are you doing to my child you like let his oxygen levels drop what is he like is he dying what's what's happening you know and so and they're hooking him up to all of these uh, you know, he's got all these stickers on him and like all these different tubes. And when he, when they wheel him into the NICU, they actually give him a, an IV, you know, which on his teeny tiny little hand was, I mean, they're like, you know, they're baby yeah. sized IVs, but he was, he was a little guy. And so, you know, he had, he had to have like a paddle and he had a little IV in his little hand. Crying. The IV is like the size of his forearm. Yeah. It was really scary. It was really, really scary. I mean, it's been almost three years now since we went through that. And so, you know, looking back, we can kind of think of it as a, you know, something that we went through. But at the time, it was a really, really yeah. big deal. I had no idea what to expect, didn't know what a NICU even really was. And, you know, you walk in and you see all these, you know, some babies that, had been there for weeks or some babies that were very, very little and other babies are undergoing a blue light treatment or... Yeah. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of different serious complications that can arise that are so all many. Like, happening there. So many complications. So many you reasons know. why women go into labor early. You know, preeclampsia being one of them where like, you know, if if or gestational diabetes or, you know, there are just so many complications where it it's it's like it's no longer safe for the mother to right. have a child inside. And so, you know, they need to come out. In retrospect, it was, we had a very mild NICU experience, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, Absolutely. some of our friends were there for weeks yeah. uh, and if something went, happened to them um uh it was it, yeah those first couple of hours were very scary because they were just running a lot of tests to make sure that there wasn't something wrong or a reason why oxygen was dropping but uh, the the conclusion was that it was just he was he was a little too small for that experience yeah. and uh his you know neck muscles weren't quite strong enough yet I needed to get bigger. And it was really frustrating for me because I didn't I didn't know that we were allowed to be in the room with him. Right. Or or give him milk or anything. Like we could have We could have helped. I feel like if we were right there next to him, right. we would have avoided that. Agreed. I know. I was I was mad. At the time I was very, very mad. Yeah. I remember the overwhelming feelings that I had were 
sadness just because I, I, I remember you and I, well, so I, I had been discharged. So we no longer had the, uh, our room. Oh yeah. That, oh my God, this was a whole other thing where we it's no longer like, had a room in the hospital. Now that the baby is separate from Ariel, they're two separate people. And Ariel, the person is done with her hospital stay. Yeah. And baby, the person is now checked into his hospital stay. And it was like, you know, the, the first answer was, oh, well, you guys are, well, you, you'll go like sleep at home in your house and like come we back like, during the day. We're like, no. What? No, I, we're not going to do that. He's three days old. I, I'm used to, I want to be with him. I want to sleep next to him. You know, I, I, I remember at that point they told me that I couldn't breastfeed him because he was hooked up to all these wires and everything. And so I had to learn to, how to pump. And so somebody brought me into the hospital pumping room mm-hmm. where I met a couple of other very nice ladies who had their babies in the NICU. Uh, and, you know, we would sit there for a couple hours a day, just, you know, reading magazines and making milk for our babies that were in the NICU. Um, but yeah, but they, they did, they gave us a, a hospital room. They called it a, a courtesy room. A courtesy room. Like, well, thank yes. you for the courtesy. Yeah. But I, get, but I mean, I get, it does make sense. You know, if you're there for a month. I mean, I, I, I imagine there are necessarily there are, are, you know, babies that are born at 28 weeks or something like that that have to stay until they're 36, 37, 38 weeks old. Yeah. And those parents are going to and from the hospital every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some some of the stories that I've read on on the, you know, the emails that people are sending us, there there were babies born at 28 weeks. Well, you know that are doing great now, but you know, just ho- horrific hospital stays. Yeah. In this uh courtesy room that they gave us, it was more like a standard hospital room, so it didn't have a couch for dad anymore. Single bed. Single bed. Uh, so it was a single bed. Uh, so we uh, both like cuddled in the single bed. Yep. Cried. And we're so exhausted. Yeah, we cried and then fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. And then we just spent our time going back and forth to the NICU. We started reading Lord of the Rings from the beginning. Yep. <laughs> Two West. Two West. Yep. <laughs> it was horrible at the time, but in retrospect, it gave us a lot of benefits. It taught you how to pump right it allowed us to actually rest during the night because there were you know 24 7 right I, I actually I actually remember the first night um you know I I was basically trying to feed him mm-hmm. every two hours or so because that's what we were told to do and um and I remember one of the NICU nurses at night comes up to me and she was like, you know, I can feed him for you if you want to like sleep for a few hours. And I sort of looked at her and I was like, what? (laughs) Really? (laughs) You would do that? (laughs) Yeah. For me? For me? Yeah, that was like, (laughs) we ended up getting the best sleep that we would then get for three months. (laughs) I know. There was actually, there was one story that uh, somebody sent in about a pair of twins uh, 
Mm. And one of the twins had to go to the NICU, but the other one didn't. And this was in the 70s, apparently, um, where they kind of, uh, they didn't really like allow anybody to hold the babies Mm. or like touch them or talk to them. Um, And so the baby that went to the NICU, um, like was sort of, she was there for maybe four weeks or something like that. And when they brought her home, she was such a different baby from the other baby oh, yeah. because she was so used to just laying there. Oh, Isn't that fascinating? It is interesting. Yeah. Well, after 48 hours, we retook the car test, sitting there reading Lord of the Rings to him and feeding him. Right. I, re- I remember thinking 48 hours, like that's a long time for yeah. to be away from my child. Uh, yeah. But that was the minimum amount of time that he had to spend in the NICU because of uh, the drop in his oxygen levels. Right. So you're able to retest after 48 hours. Mm -hmm. And uh, it went great. He passed the test. Well, we were really nervous about it. It, Well, yes, we were very nervous about it. Very, very nervous. Yes. And so what we did is like we sat there with him the whole time. I had milk ready. Yep. Uh, I bundled him up so that he wouldn't get cold. (laughs) <laughs> and we put a little blanket over him. We put a little blanket over him. We were there the whole time. He slept through the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> the entire thing. It was such a like non-event the second time. And then we checked out of the hospital as if it were a hotel. No, we were discharged from the hospital. Yes. <laughs> they clipped the little bracelet off of Wes once more confirming that like, this is this your child. This is your child. Because you had a little bracelet on too, right? Uh-huh, yeah. It's like they don't clip that off until it's like, okay, he's yours now. <laughs> yeah. Your responsibility. Uh, filled out his birth certificate. Uh-huh. And then got him in the car. And now we put him in the car seat. Uh, <laughs> now knowing that he will survive and be fine in the car seat. I remember driving like just white knuckle, just so nervous. <laughs> We had to get gas, and I was worried that I remember, there was, like, fumes from the gas station. I know. I remember being a little, like, anxious about that. I, I was like, we don't have gas in the yeah. car? <laughs> Are you joking? We're taking our newborn to the gas station? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, everything when you're a new parent is such a big deal. Yeah. It is such a big deal. Every little thing, every first, every, you know, drive in the car. Everything is a first. Everything is a first. I know. Yeah. And you're just thinking about this teeny tiny little human and. Oh, this is your first time pooping on the couch. Oh, you're (laughs) pooping. How cute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, like little stretches. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just everything is, is a big deal. Yeah. And everything that you do, everything that the baby does, you're like, oh my God, is he okay? Oh my God. Like. Is this the right color? Um, <laughs> you get it. Is, is that supposed to be there? <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, they gave Wes some formula in the NICU uh-huh. and it like changed the color of his poop. And I was like, oh my God, is he, like, <laughs> is he dying? Um, he was totally fine. So yeah, that's the end of the story. We took him home and started our life together is that the end of the story well that's just the beginning of the that's story really, really the beginning of the story we bring him home and we start getting settled in our our new life together which was really more of a well it was a temporary situation because we were in the middle of moving like right. and you know us we're like very active moving around i mean i think that 
the reason you went into labor was like, we're building a deck that day. Well, yes. Uh, I mean, now that I know that I have a short cervix, mm, I, maybe that was it. I do wonder if I had a short cervix then. Uh, and yeah, but yes, we were building a deck. And also, you can't blame yourself. Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that is something that I have also learned um, in this second pregnancy is, you know, for the first one, I was so, uh, I. I blamed myself for going mm. into labor early mm. because we were building the deck because we were, because I was very active and moving around all the time. Um, but the fact is you can't, you can't put that kind of blame on yourself. Mm. Um, there are so many right, reasons why you could go into labor. You're just, you're just doing your thing. Yeah. It could have been anything. Could have been the short cervix. I could have had a short cervix the time. first time. Uh, the Rachel, our producer, was saying that uh, during the lockdown in April, preterm births uh, drastically reduced because people were kind of forced to basically... G- take it easy. Yeah, take it easy. That is really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, that is like one of the... So there actually, preterm birth is a um, a really big issue with like low-income communities mm. because they take a lot of the jobs that are like standing on your feet all day. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and they don't get, you know, they, they can't take the time off between 38 weeks and their due date or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like their job is so demanding that, uh, it sends them into, into preterm labor. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. Can't blame yourself, but you can blame your employer. Uh. No. <laughs> I wouldn't say that we took Wes into like this beautiful nursery situation. We kind of brought him to an active construction site. Yeah, I mean, we, uh. <laughs> we had no nursery. We did. So like his crib was not built, mm-hmm. uh, but he wasn't going to sleep in a crib the first few nights anyway. We had a um, an old cradle antique an antique cradle that my mm. dad had built um so i guess it wasn't technically antique it was vintage mm. uh, a vintage cradle uh that like we could put him in to sleep um but most of the time we actually just use the bassinet attachment to the stroller right yeah um, we just had the stroller like parked Locked and then yeah. boom, bassinet attachment inside there. Because it was very comfy. Every, well, because everything was packed and we didn't even like, you know, I, I of course wanted this, you know, beautiful nursery situation with all the stuffed animals. We and, wanted to be able to nest and to paint, paint swatches and just like organizing drawers. I, but when we went to the hospital, the nursery area was full of boxes because we were about to move we in like five move. days. So all the stuff that we had purchased or, you know, planned for this new baby was not available. It was in boxes. Was Your in parents boxes. did a great job of... Clearing the boxes out, making at least a serviceable nursery. Yes, There's space had, to move around. We had a a, a diaper changing area. Yes. We had a rocking chair. <laughs> I mean, and then and then we had, you know, like a place for the baby to sleep. Which, you know, the whole experience it really just reminded me and, and I and I think about it now ha, ha, 
being prepared for this one and having a nursery and thinking about that's the opposite like we've been yeah. preparing for weeks yeah the nursery months. was done two months ago right because we had all this stuff already yeah you know but like I, you really don't need much no <laughs> for a, no. for a newborn you know, whatever your situation is you figure it out you figure it out it's kind of a, it's I, that's when people ask me, like, how will I know when I'm ready for kids? Yeah. I have come to realize that you will never be ready. Even now, the second time around, I am not totally ready. You're not feeling ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a less ready day. Uh, maybe other days I feel more ready. Yes. It's, it's more of a spectrum. I'm feeling less ready today. It is more of a spectrum. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, some days you feel very ready, some days you really don't. Yeah. Uh, but you, you're never ready. You just figure it out. Yeah. You know, you just kind of take it one day at a time or 90 minutes at a time. <laughs> <laughs> 90 minute intervals. Yeah. Um, I do. I, I mean, I also remember um, we had some very close friends who I actually met as, as like a pregnant woman and she was also pregnant. Um, it's now Wes's, like one of Wes's good friends, but they were also like moving and doing construction at the time. And they were in the same boat where mm-hmm. like they didn't even have a place for baby to sleep. They mm-hmm. just co-slept, mm-hmm. you know, it's like to each their own. It, it like they co-slept uh, with their daughter for probably a year before the, before their house was done and they could put her in a crib. Wow. Um, yeah. Isn't, I mean, it's it every like babies are born all over the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there, not everyone has a, a, you know, a standard size crib. Not everyone has the space for a mm-hmm. a snoo or a, you know, <laughs> like all of these different things. Uh, you know, some people sleep with babies in a sling, or mm-hmm. you know, I I just I find it all so fascinating. And babies do great. You know, they yeah. do fine. I mean, there there are obviously like recommendations. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to co-sleep because it can be dangerous. Um, but if you're safe about it, like it's it's fine. Yeah, it's it's a very Western perspective. The the, the no co-sleeping thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, babies should always sleep on their back. But Statistics. I know, like <laughs> now they're saying babies should absolutely only sleep on their back because of mm. the the risk of sudden infant death syndrome. But forty years ago, I mean, moms were putting their babies to sleep on their bellies. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, it is so, it is so interesting how, um, how things just with babies, they just work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Out. We were we were such like fragile parents where Wes like bonks his head and we take him to the emergency room oh and they God. say he's fine he's absolutely fine yeah and yet like I heard a story I I spent a lot of time recently reading all of the emails that were sent to us and there was one story about this mom who had 
such a similar situation to the first time that Wes fell off the couch. Oh. And we took him to um, to CHLA. Right. Um, she had like the exact same situation where she was changing the baby on an ottoman. Um, oh, no. And, and you know, and baby, just, to go yeah, for an baby just rolled over um, and they thought baby was completely fine. And then, you know, it, it like baby started throwing up. And um, so they took him to the hospital and there was like a baby had a skull fracture. Uh, I know. Can you imagine? Uh, I I can imagine because at the time yeah, that that happened with us, that was the case. I thought that my child had a skull fracture. I was like, he's he's injured. We have to take him to the hospital. Oh he needs God. a CAT scan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, babies are fragile, but they're but they're also you know they're also very resilient. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, so we didn't have anything prepared for Wes. Mm-hmm. He uh, spent a lot of the day in the Vista Baby, mm-hmm. uh, you know, up a baby Vista bassinet. Shout out, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Great stroller. Uh, love that stroller. It is the Cadillac of strollers. Yeah, please sponsor us. <laughs> Give us more strollers. Uh, <laughs> no, we do not need more strollers. Oh, okay. but right. That's that's the thing about the up a baby Vista is you need one of them oh, right. and you're good so, to go. So durable, reliable. Yeah, very right. reliable. Uh, Wes actually loves to throw it off of our front steps <laughs> to to watch it tumble, yeah. um, and it's still going strong. Oh, uh, it's so funny! It's going great. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess a couple days later, uh, it's moving day. Yes. We're, we pack everything into a moving van. We've got the baby in like a little Strap sling. him to, the che- to, to our chest. We move yeah. into our new house, which is still a construction zone. It's only half done. There's a piece of plywood that separates uh, one side of the house from the side that's under construction. Mm-hmm. What was it like in those early days where you're breastfeeding and then a... Uh, 7 a.m. a construction worker contractor rounds the corner. Yep, <laughs> and, and you're like, you're morning. Like, Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. I mean, uh, if anybody's seen our house tour, we have these like these like enormous uh, window doors that span the entire back of the house, and I would be out in the living room because Ned would be sleeping. Um, I'd be out in the living room on our old couch, uh, breastfeeding and yeah. And our, our workers would, you know, come rolling in <laughs> at about seven thirty AM and you know, it's like, what's up guys? Mm-hmm. I think they were as mortified as we were, you know, because they, they were like, what is happening right now? Like the, these people just had a baby. They're living in a construction zone. Mm-hmm. You know, they were trying to be as polite and quiet as possible, but also they're it's pretty it's hard to use a nail gun zone. quietly. Yeah. I yeah, I I <laughs> I do remember it being very awkward. But you know, we also we had half a house. Mm-hmm. And that was great. I, good enough. It good was good enough. enough. We had the TV. I remember the first uh like two weeks that we had Wes. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know if it was because he was a preemie or if this is just how newborns are. He slept most of the time. Yeah. And and so we just we watched TV all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was kind of nice. Kind of fun. It was kind of nice. Yeah. I mean we you weren't know, when sleeping. else can you just take hit pause on your life for Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not saying that newborns are easy because they're mm. not. No, you're not sleeping. You you have no semblance of uh, of routine apart from th- these like you know 90 minute intervals where baby sleeps for a little while and then baby feeds and then you pl- and then you like play play with them i mean it's just look at them because their eyes are open for, for yeah. 15 just minutes like, do faces for 30 seconds yeah yeah and then they go back to sleep i think what was nice about it was we're people that put a lot on our plate you know we're doing a bunch of different things all at once for sure even now uh but for that moment in time it was a very singular focus mm-hmm. all we were really worrying about was the baby that's true. And, and that was sort of like a, a, a mental peacefulness that I uh, had not quite yeah. experienced before. And, I'm, and I, you know, I'm realizing now how uh, privileged we were to be able to feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, that you were able to take time off work, that I was able to take time off work, that we had my parents there to kind of, help us with this whole process mm-hmm. um you know uh, but also the like the yeah, nurses, your dad basically finished the the deck yeah my dad finished the deck i mean the nurses in the NICU helped us out a lot like we did not know what we were doing we had absolutely no idea what we were doing we were not prepared mm-hmm. uh i i mean here we are with a newborn a preemie newborn you know a tiny little baby who you know Yes, he we we were blessed that he was able to eat, you know, but it what if like I wasn't able to to feed him? Right, you know, we right. would we but like fed his best. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. We probably would have would have switched to to formula immediately. I actually already got some formula for the second baby mm. just in case because, you know, baby just needs to be fed. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And uh and we didn't have anything. We didn't have a car seat. We didn't have a place for, you know, like like a really, like a nice place for baby to yeah. sleep. Honestly, we didn't have a place for us to sleep mm-hmm. because we were living in a construction zone. Yeah, we didn't have a bed for several weeks. Yeah, but... I had a mattress on the floor. We had friends who brought us food. We had, um, you know, like family members who were able to like prepare our space for mm-hmm. us so that we can yeah. actually live with a newborn like, you make it work you it, make it, it work. really does take a village it you, does take a you village. lean on all of the help that you have whether it's friends yeah. family or, or nurses nurses you know you, you <laughs> they taught you, us how to swaddle you yeah, take all the help you can get and, and change then, a diaper i remember the first diaper change uh the nurse actually I, like i must have had the most just scared look on my face when she was like oh i think baby pooped and i was like sorry what <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how, how how do this uh how does that work exactly yeah. um so so i i just change him <laughs> definitely i had some moments in those first couple of weeks where he like projectile pooped at me yes. like you know splash zone on my shirt just like a oh stream God. of liquid poo poo just like bullseye <laughs> on my chest i mean imagine if like it, there are probably some stories where it like goes in your mouth oh or 
Or there's the time where we walk in and there's dirty diapers strewn all around the floor and a very guilty looking puppy just just being our dog looking up at us like, I did it. Did I do that? (laughs) I did it. I found the good stuff in the diapers. The hole in the diaper pail is this big. Yeah. Bean's head is significantly larger than that. The size of a cantaloupe. No, that's Small not a cantaloupe. cantaloupe. No, no, this is the size of an orange. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, this that's is an what orange. I'm of. Yeah. Uh, and Bean's head is significantly larger than this. Yeah, and how yet, did he get it in? He was able to get his head into the hole of the diaper pail and pull out at least six diapers. You should put that on a poster. Just Bean with diapers all around, and it's like dedication. Seriously. The impossible can be achieved through hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, how long must it have taken for that dog to reach in? Like he probably got his head stuck in there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like I can only imagine. Yep. I guess we'll have to talk about uh, babies and dogs in the next one. Oh, that's a good episode. Yeah. We have time for one fan question. Yeah, let me look. Okay. Thank you guys so much for sending in your emails. It's, it is, they are so wonderful to read and we will be reading more of them um i pulled up a couple that uh people talked about the NICU specifically Mm. and um here is let's see this one is from an anxious preemie mom Mm. who she says congrats on your new addition i've always looked up to both of you as a couple and as parents uh this week holds something special in my heart because my baby was actually born at 26 weeks (gasps) Uh, my water broke Holy all of a sudden, moly. and my doctor never found out why. My son was born two days after at a tiny two pounds and two ounces. <sighs> yes. We had a long and terrifying NICU stay, but I'm happy to report he's a healthy two-year-old now. I love it when uh, stories end that way. Uh, being a mom, uh, and especially a preemie mom, brings so much anxiety and fear. I'm afraid of having another baby because I actually had surgery to remove my cervix due to cancer. They found, uh, so they found the cancer after she gave birth. Um, Put a band at the base of my uterus, but chances of me having another preemie is super high. Mm. So kind of, I mean, similar. Um, So of course that anxiety and fear is looming, but at the same time, I want to grow my family. Mm. Um, I suppose my question is, how do you deal with the anxiety of potentially having your baby early due to a short cervix? Do you have any fears about your current pregnancy or future ones in general? Um, by the way, September is Premature Babies Awareness Month. So a special oh. shout out to all the little fighters in the NICU and their parents. All right. I know. It's scary. It is scary. 26 weeks. That is, um, that's really early. Yeah. I, I think first you have to acknowledge that it's uh, okay to be, be scared and anxious. I yeah. mean, it, it's, those feelings probably are not going to go away and they're, they're valid. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think what reassures me is the fact that it it there's there's so many wonderful hardworking people that know how to help get them through that time. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, having a ba- going through a uh labor at 26 weeks, like that's probably the worst I've heard. That's yeah. like 26 weeks is really early. That you're just past halfway through. You're still in your second trimester at that point. Um, you know, so I can understand how she's anxious that that might happen again. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, we were just, we were talking about 32 weeks and how, 
how it like babies do much better at 32 weeks. Mm-hmm. 26 weeks can be really, really scary. The way that I have been able to quell some of those fears is um, just trusting my doctors. Yeah. Trusting my team. Yeah. I think back to those days in the NICU where everyone was so knowledgeable and helpful and they know what they're doing. Yeah. They're, you know, they, they send babies to the NICU for a reason. Um, and we, you know, while it was difficult, we had a good experience there. Right. Um, it was stressful at the time, but it was really cause we just, we didn't know anything. Right. After the fact, when we talked to other parents or when we talked to our friends in the medical community, mm-hmm. they are very, very casual about, our experience of saying, oh yeah, I'll just 48 hours in the NICU to get a little bigger. Like that is totally, totally safe, totally normal. Right. Like you guys were basically like we had it, had it easy. Yeah. But whatever your situation is, the, the, that's what gives me hope and comfort is knowing that there's great hardworking people out there that are helping you. Right. Yeah. And, you know, for uh, like a person who has gone through premature labor before, um, you know, there are ways that, um, you know, that, that you can keep from having a, a a very premature baby. Again, there are medications and, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that you can do um, working with your medical team. Yeah. So. Well, thank you all for listening. That was our birth story part two. And we will see you next week for the stuff episode. The stuff episode. We'll talk about what happens after that. And you'll be 33 weeks pregnant. Hopefully we see you. Hopefully we're not, you know, having a baby. Uh, I think possible. I can hold them in for it's a little while longer. It's always possible. You know, plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.